Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening. And welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us. I see it every week, every time I get a chance because it's a fact. I thank God for bringing us through another week in spite of everything going on around us today. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. I like you like that. It's I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. Uh, he's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Let's just try it one more time. I just love that. I just, Lord gave me that song. Here we go. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. What the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Then it says, then it says, are you excited? 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 Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. But you got to put yourself in. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Hallelujah. Bow your head a minute. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time. Before your people today, ask your saved deliver. And make free. I ask you to break every yoke, meet every need, touch the heart to mind of the people today. Help them grow in you, help them learn you, and help them receive the blessings and guidance and protection that you have for them in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? Amen. Soon I'll have some music put to that. I am excited about what the Lord God Almighty is doing. I don't know what other people are doing, but I know what the Lord is doing. Get your Bible. On last week, I wanted, I thought the Lord wanted me to preach about friends. And as I got to get ready with the message last week, the Lord changed the message himself to no weapon. Because somebody needed to hear that last week. That no weapon that is formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against it in judgment, they will condemn. Because that is the heritage of the service of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Isaiah 29 and 11 says, I know the thoughts. I think towards you, say of the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil to give you an expected end. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about friends. Finally. I don't know. Let me change the message in the middle. I don't Friends. Friends is like a disease. Friends can be a curse. Everybody wants friendship to be a blessing. Oh, yes, they do. All of us want our friendships to bless our lives. I never met a person in my lifetime that wanted their friendships to destroy them. I never met nobody like that. They wanted their friendships to destroy them. But they want their friendships to bless them. Friendship is such unique because it goes further beyond normal stuff. Because friends will tell you stuff they won't tell their family. They'll do stuff with you they won't do with their family. That's friends. That's friendship. They'll do stuff with you. They'll go places with you that your family would never, ever go with you. Amen. Amen. Go with me to the book of James. Chapter 4 and verse 4. James chapter 4, verse 4. And it reads as follows. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity against God, enmity with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. I'll read it again. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God, and whosoever will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Well, I didn't write it. It's right there. People, read that scripture and twist it up. The Bible says righteousness exalts of any like righteousness exalts a nation, and sin is a reproach to any people. I was watching a brief video today earlier, and they were talking about certain preachers that never mentioned sin. They don't want nobody to know about sin, but they can't change that. Sin is real. So, the scripture here is saying. Whosoever will be a lover and a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You love the world more than you love God. You put your worldly friend before God. You love them more than you love God. You gonna do what they do, but yeah, you gonna claim the name of God. It don't work that way. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't be a friend of the world and a friend of God. There has to be some type of separation. The Bible said, come out from amongst men. Be separated, said God. You have to come out. 
The Bible said in Romans 12 and 1, it said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable, just reasonable, nothing hard, your reasonable service. But when you think about this, something to think about. Because one of the reasons is something to think about when we say we're saved, we need to act like it. We need to live like it. We need to pray like it. We need to talk like we say. You can't be saved and cussing people out. But I might say, well, I'm saved and I still cuss when I'm in a mood. Well, I've actually missed lost people like that. <laughs> I met people that's lost, running around saying they saved, but have a lying and cursing spirit in them. They need to be delivered. You will not. The Bible said no one clean thing will enter into the kingdom of God. So therefore, you're not going. You need to get yourself together. You need to ask God to clean those spirits out of you. But this verse here, ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that friendship of the world is enemy against God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. He didn't say that you're not supposed to know people. Y'all, y'all got to get this right. You got to get it right to the point that you know that God is going along with what you're doing. You got to base that off his word. People love the world. They, they, they get saved. They give their life to the Lord, but they will not cut those unnecessary, ungodly friends alone. They're going to continue doing what they're doing. And therefore, they set no example before those people. Amen. So that the people don't know. A lot of parents do the same thing. They give so-called give their life to the Lord that they're going to be saved. And you know what they do? They still get on the phone and gossip with their friends, cursing people out on the phone and all this other stuff that they do. They do it in front of their kids, their young kids. And the kids become confused because their mommy's saying and daddy's saying that they love Jesus when they go to church and when they're the saints around. But when they're alone, they act like a devil. So this confuses them. Right? Friendship can destroy you. Friendship can make you. I often tell people about friends. A real friend is not going to lead you down the wrong road. They're going to try to keep you on the right road in life. And I'm not just talking about being saved. I'm talking about in life. In real life. There's no such thing as make-believe life. That's why I say real life. Real life means the life you live every day. When you go out your house, you go to the bathroom or whatever, that's real life. That's real life. When you got to make some breakfast or something, that's real life. That you're going to starve. <laughs> that you're going to starve. You ever watch a movie, and the movie's two hours long, but in reality, check this out. It may have took six, seven months to make that movie. Not two hours. Why? Because the people had to keep going over their lines, and then they had to keep editing the movie. From errors and mistakes, and that's how our life is. Real life deal with friendship. 
And some friendship can be cursed. And some friendship can be blessed. Friendship is something that you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Friendship, the Bible said, he that would have friends must first show himself friendly. That's how friendship comes about. People don't understand. I said, I don't know how they got hooked up with them because they sold themselves friendly to those people. And those people showed themselves friendly to them. That's why they get hooked up with murderers, gangsters, robbers. Oh, the list goes on. Because I don't know how they got my son got hooked up with them. He showed himself friendly to the wrong people. You got to watch that. You got to understand what friendship is. I'm a guy that the Lord had to keep telling him, everybody's not your friend. Everybody is not your friend. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 24. Everybody is not your friend. Everybody will never be your friend. Stop trying to make your friends. Stop trying to force yourself on people that's not even interested in you. I'll say it again. Stop forcing yourself on people that's not interested in you. Stop knowing yourself to be friends with people. If you got high standards, keep living them. If you got low standards, live up. Problem 22 and 24 says... <clears throat> I'm going to read it so you can understand. It says, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go. Proverbs 22 and 24 tells us and warns us what not to do with friends. It tells us make no friendship with an angry man, but yet people go out and make friends with crazy people. Amen. <laughs> people go out and make friends with people. They know they're crazy. Did you hear me? They know they're crazy. They even say they know they're crazy and angry all the time. Amen. They got a chip on their shoulder. Well, God warns us in his word not to make friends with those type of people. Amen. Why? Because they're going to be plotting something. Angry people start plotting how to get revenge, and you may get caught in the midst of their plot. That's why I tell you, don't, don't make friendship with an angry man. Get out of there. Because when that person not thinking in their right mind, they're going to do anything. That's not God's plan for your life. That's not God's plan for your life. Amen. God never planned for you to be hanging out with crazy people. Mental people. Demon-possessed people. Murderous people. But you got to stop making friendship with them. A police officer normally, normally starts out right. Most police officers today, most of them going to become police officers because they have family that, that are cops and law enforcement. So they become police officers. Let's listen to me. Most of them start out right with the right idea of policing. Most of the, most of them start out with, I want to do justice. I want to help people, blah, blah, blah. Well, but after they get out of that cattle me and go to one of the precincts, if there's already rotten apples there and they're assigned to work with those rotten apples, they're going to become rotten apples. Hmm? 
They're going to be coming around Napa soon because they're going to have you know, it's called the blue code. The blue code decided you're not going to say no, what so and so doing. So you just as bad and corrupt as that. That's friendship. That's what friendship. And it goes on and on and on. Because as a cop, you got to look out. You got to cover your partner's back. You got to have their back. And they got to have your back. So you're going to go along with their mess. Friendship. Some kids, when they went to school, one is plotting about how he's going to cheat on the test. And he finds somebody else to agree along with him. They make friendship so they could cheat on the test. Some people do it at work. Find a way to steal money from the company. Find a way to steal products and services from the company. Nobody would know about it. Friend. Make no friendship with an angry man. Because that angry man may take it out on you. Look at that verse. It's a verse 20, it's verse 24, chapter 22 of Proverbs. Make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man. Thou shalt not go. A furious man. I'm going to tell you right now. A furious man, whatever's in his way, is going to get taken down. Know the type of friend you're dealing with. I keep telling people one day somebody's going to figure this out that everybody's not your friend. Some people always want to use you and abuse you and use you like a sucker in a wash rag. Oh, yeah. And they'll even tell you in any way, you stuck around me. You know what I was like. You know what I was doing. Amen. You never said nothing about it. I believe you go along with it. You have to ask God to give you friends. Some of you out there need real friends, but you got scamming friends. Some of y'all are scamming and scamming your friends. Oh, I can tell you stories about people that follow their friends to their grave, got their brains blown out, real story. People that got their brains blown out because they were following their friends. Oh yeah. There's a story of a man that was fooling around with the mafia and stole their money. The mobs, they like, they like the person. And he said, I'm going to let you live. He said, I'm going to let you live. But you know what you got to do? He said, what? You got to go shoot your best friend in the back of the head. So he went to his best friend. He said, you know, I love you. And he said, yeah, man, we cool. So then his friend turned around, walked away, blew his brains out. <laughs> That's the type of friend he was. Friendship with an angry man and a furious man will bring destruction around them. They will totally bring destruction around them and those around them. You got to know who you're making friends with. You ever, don't never get to a car with an angry person. Don't get in a car with somebody mad and angry and screaming. They're going to put that foot on that accelerator. They're going to put that they foot on that gas pedal and take off not thinking. And they may run right into something, kill you, and they live. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Friendship. <clears throat> All type of friendship. Good friendship and cursed friendship. Let's move on.
Let's go to Proverbs chapter 14. Chapter 14 and verse 20. Listen to this. The poor is hated even of his own neighbors, but the rich make many friends. Excuse me, have it many friends. I'll read it again. The poor is hated of his own neighbors, but he that is rich have it many friends. The poor that had nothing are hated by his neighbors that have a little something. They talk about him like a dog. He ain't got nothing. He poor, he ain't got this, he ain't got that. And they ain't got much themselves. But the rich, on the other hand, have many friends. Well, let's call those friends dollar friends. The rich has a lot of dollar friends. They're only around the rich because the rich got money and they have a little money. So they want to associate with somebody in the upper class of the world so they look good. That's what they do. I heard a story of a rich man. Interesting story. He was in a restaurant with a young man that was eating. They was there, and he knew the man was rich. And he went up to him and said, excuse me. Um... I know you're a very rich man. Why are you in this restaurant eating? They say, I see you got that. I see you come out of that car. Why are you driving that car when you're rich? You know what the rich man told him? He said, why should I go buy a big, giant, expensive car to impress people that ain't got no money? I got my money. I'm going to spend my money to impress people that ain't got no money. And then he turned around and said, but you eat in this restaurant. He said, why should I go spend $500 on a plate of food when I can get the same plate of food for $25? The young guy was confused and baffled. The older guy was trying to tell him, my friendship ain't based off of who got money. My friendship is based off who got sense. Friendship is something you have to cultivate. You got to know the difference between a friend and a colleague and associate. And then you got to know those people that you keep at arm length. Friends. Friends could destroy you. Friends could build you up. And friends could tear you down. Are y'all not listening to me? Friends could build you up. And friends could tear you down. You got to be wise with the friendship that you pick. You gotta be wise with the people you socialize with. You gotta be wise with the people you pray with. And the Bible said, watch and pray. You gotta be the wise with the people you fellowship with. You gotta be wise with the people you eat with. You gotta be wise when you pick another friend because everybody's not your friend and some people Satan has sent to destroy you. Hallelujah. God doesn't send everybody to be your friend, but the devil will. I'll say it again. God never sends everybody to be your friend, but the devil will. He'll send the lowest people and the trickiest people and the slickest people to be your friend. He'll send anything low 
to bring you down. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. The enemy that's in anything low to bring you down to the level. You'll get people, you gotta watch those people that say stuff like this. Oh, oh, you also, you so holy now. You are holy and down. Ain't no such thing. Either you're saved or you're not. Either you're holy or you're not. Gotta watch those people that, that talk about, oh, you so holy. I ain't so holy, I'm supposed to be holy because the Bible said be holy for I am holy. He said, peace follow all men and holy men to all which no man shall see the Lord. Friendship. You got to know who's your friend. There's a story in the Bible about friendship. Well, there's a number of stories. There's a story in the, uh, in the Bible about a man that came knocking on his friend's door. He's supposed to be his friend. He's knocking on the door at 12 o'clock at night knocking for bread. He said, hi, right, so and no, I, I, I'm hungry. My family's hungry. And the guy, then he's knocking on the door, sister, we're in our bed now. We're going to sleep. Come back another day. Will a real friend do that? No. A real friend is going to try and help that friend, feed that friend. You got to know what real friendship is. That's the problem is people don't know what real friendship is. God wanted us to be his friend. God want to be our friend. We don't want God. We don't want God to be our friend. We don't want God to be our friend because it requires that we be truthful. That we be godly. That we be holy because he's holy. He said, be holy for I am holy. He said, I am that I am. He ain't changing. He said, I am the Lord thy God. That changes not. He don't change. We change. We lose out here after a while, we get gray or yellow or whatever you want to call it, plan or whatever. God is still God. The Lord Jesus Christ is still the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. And of course, the devil is still a devil. He ain't changing. He ain't changing. The devil is never changing. He's never getting saved. He's never getting right. He's never going to do right. But everything good he do, he got something bad planned for it. <laughs> People think uh, God's going to change to suit them. He ain't changing. God called Abraham his friend. God called Abraham his friend for a reason, because he was his friend. I tell people about friendship, but Abraham and God, the difference was that God knew what Abraham liked, and Abraham knew what God liked, and they got along well. Look at that verse one more time. Proverbs 14 and 20, one more time it said, the poor is hated even of his neighbor, but the rich have it many friends. He moves money with his friendship. His friendship moves money. But the poor got nothing to move nothing. Did you know the Bible said that money was a defense? That money is actually a defense. Yeah, you have some, you have a defense. You have a defense against your creditors. Your landlord. Your, car, your mortgage people, your, uh, your, your car note company, your credit card when you got money to pay the bill. Amen. 
But friendship is something that you have to cultivate over the years. It's not all in one day. People meet people and say, oh, that's my friend, and you don't know nothing about them. Friendship don't work like that. Friendship is something that you work. You first meet the person and learn a few things about them and see where they're coming from. Friendship is not in one day. I know many people say, I met them one day and we clicked. Oh, you may have clicked, but y'all wasn't instant friends. Friendship takes time. Clicking can take a second. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 16, 28. Let me pray for the broadcast, the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, that I should touch every liberal soul that's watching this television broadcast now. Meet every need in their life. Break every yoke in their life. Help them to understand what friendship is, oh God. Save them right now in Jesus' name. You can visit the website, www.tabernacleofdeliverance.inc.org, and leave a prayer request, a testimony. Let us know how you're doing and how you're enjoying the broadcast. You can watch the rest of this message. On uh, YouTube, uh, look for us under the Tabernacle Deliverance. Uh, Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated, Pastor uh, Bernard Well, Okay, let's look at Proverbs 16 and 28. And it says, A forward man soweth strife, and a, a, a forward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separate his chief friend. I'll read it again. A forward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separated chief friends. Understand the words of God. A forward man. A forward man do what? He sow strife amongst people. You got to watch people. That's why I tell you everybody, not your friend. You may go to work and socialize with people on your job, but everybody on your job is not your friend. Amen. Do you get on a train? Or do you drive down a highway? Or take a bus? Or a plane? And every single soul on the plane is your friend and you've never seen them before? Oh, these are all my friends. You don't know a soul on the plane. You're just taking a plane somewhere. Amen. And you go, oh, these are my friends. Just a little, like a little two-year-old. Everybody's their friend. I got a perfect example of that. I went to the uh, park with my niece last week. As a matter of fact, with two of my, my niece and my grandniece. And I was in the park. Well, I was pushing them both in the swings. It was kind of fun. I got in the swing. I seen a picture of me in the swing. It was kind of funny seeing me in the swing. Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> I was pushing them in the swing. So the baby, uh, she wanted to go in the, uh, they have like a, a, a not a pool, but they have like water sprinklers that shoot up all over the place for the kids to play in. So she wanted to go in there. I told her, well, I'm not going in there. So her mother said, well, uh, I wish if you want to be okay. I said, okay, I'm going to watch him. So my niece went and got under the water. Some of the water. 90% of the time, 80% of the time that she was there, she stood around watching all of the kids play in the water, and I'm telling her to go and play in the water over here. There's the water over there. There's the water over there. And she never got to go to no spot. <clears throat> so what happened? Out of the blue, this little girl, young getting her, had this cup in her hand, and she came over to her and showed her and showed her she wanted to get some water. So they started playing throw the water. They get the water in it, and then they throw it on each other. They go back and fill the cup. And this little girl took the time to come to play with my niece. None of the other kids out there came to pay my niece. 
my niece was too busy watching everybody else. I'm sure she was excited with all the little kids there thinking, these are my friends. Not a little girl she just met. I'm sure she's saying, that's my friend. She was all excited. I said, come on, it's time for us to leave. And she waving, bye, bye, bye. She's waving to the girl. Bye. They're all excited. And she probably what it's about. If I asked her, she said, so why is me and your friend today? No, that's not your friend. You just met her today. That's what I, I would have told her. No, she's not your friend. You don't even know her. You didn't even get a name. <laughs> But that's how some of us are as adults and young people. Everybody, you know what? Some of us love our friends. <clears throat> you got to be careful with that. Loving your friends may call you your life, call you your home. I know a story of somebody personally that I knew. And they told me the story themselves about how God kept telling them to lead the people they were running with alone. Keep them out of your apartment. God kept telling people, water, keep those people out of your apartment. Keep those people out of your apartment. Keep those people out of your apartment. She ignored them like nothing. And to find something went wrong, she lost the apartment. For the next 10 or 15 years, she was homeless. I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this up. She had two, uh, she had three kids. She had three kids. She now wind up homeless. She was being shifted from here and shifted from there and shifted from there. I mean, it was a mess. <clears throat> and the results with her three children were not good. It was awful what the kids wind up doing. At teenagers, pre-teenagers, the stuff that went on with them was insane. I can't even tell you. Friends. And the funny thing about this, of those friends that she was hanging out with, not one wanted to help her. Not one was around. You got to know what real friendship is. You got to know who your friends are. Do you know uh, presidents, all presidents and world leaders, they, have, they make friends with other countries. They just don't meet them. They have to make friends with other countries. Why? Because they need someone to help them. They need a friend to help them when they go to war. That's been the way it is through from the beginning of time. Somebody got to make a friend. America isn't friends with every country, but we do have countries that we allies with and we're friends with. All preachers don't get along. Did you know that? All preachers don't get along. But some of us have friends that we could call when we need them. And when they need us, they give us a call. But friendship is something that got to be cultivated over the years. It's not all in five minutes. This is why the scripture says this in verse 28. A forward man soweth strife. That's not a friend. A forward speaking person sows strife among everybody around them. And a whisperer, this is that, and a whisperer. You know what they're whispering? Lies. That's how rumors start. Do somebody whispering to somebody else? That's how the devil operates. He's whispering in somebody else. Did you hear this? He puts a thought and it runs with it. Somebody run with it. i never forget the story I heard about me. That was the funniest one. It was a story about, so I don't know who, we don't know who to this day who started the story. 
But it was a story about me. This is the funny part about this story. The person that told me the story didn't even know they were talking about me. That was so funny. I'll never forget that. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't laughing. I was real burning hot when I when they told me that. That I explained it to them when it was me they were talking about. They had to shut them out. So some years ago, a story started that uh, these brothers were traveling around the country, supposed to be running revivals. They were all sleeping together. I said, what? He said, yeah, so-and-so. And then them, they all got, they travel around the country and, and, and they share beds together and they sleeping together. I'm like, what? Who? I said, who are you talking about? And when she named the person, I realized she was talking about me. And at the time, my friend, who became my brother-in-law years later. I was so shocked. I looked at her and I simply said, you, you know what you're talking about? She said, yeah. And listen to the other part. Now listen to this one. Everybody says this. The person that told me they, they don't lie. They would never lie to me. I looked at her as a straight face and I said, you talking about me. You surely don't know what you're talking about. I'm not traveling around no company sleeping with nobody. And a person you're talking about takes their daughter with them when they travel. And she sleeps in the bed with the father. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what lies nobody told you. You're talking about me. I was really upset. I never told my brother-in-law that story because he probably would have went to that person and smacked him till tomorrow. Don't ever call that man again. That man gonna go nuts on you. What? <laughs> now, I never said that to him because I know that girl would have been in trouble. But I told her so-and-so said this about us and her so-and-so. That's the devil. I operate. He found somebody to spread this. Now, I don't know to the day how many people knew about that rumor. I have no idea until this very day. But it got to me and I was shocked. All going to the same church. You got whispers in the church. Amen. You got tons of whispers in the church. You got whispers online services. You got whispers everywhere. You got whispers on your job. You got whispers in your family. You got to watch people. Just because they are bloodline don't mean that they love you. Friend. Whoever her friend was told her, she was supposed to be my friend. She was telling me a story. She became a tale bearer, carrying a tale that was told to her by somebody else. And she just carrying it along innocently and stupidly instead of getting the facts. She didn't have no facts to go on, so she assumed. Friend, you got to watch your friend. The people you calling, friend, you got to make sure. The Bible said, be sure of you. Be surety of your friend. You got you to go humble yourself and find out if this person is really your friend. Amen. You got to find out if this person really cares about you as a friend. I'm telling you, you got to find out what these people think about you. Mm -hmm. You got to find out where these people coming. Ah, uh, you got to find out where they're coming from. I've been through a lot of people in my lifetime. I remember I used to be like that. When I first got saved, I was all excited to get a friend. And the minute I met the person, I thought they were my friend. As soon as I opened my Bible, God, I had that scripture slap me in my face and said, be sure of thy friend. 
Ah, oh, wow, man, I would be so mad. I would be upset with God and the Bible and everybody else around me because I know once God showed me that scripture, that person was my enemy and not my friend. In the beginning, I didn't pay it no mind. But after two or three times, I got the message. When God brought that scripture to me, I knew that person wasn't my friend. That's a fact. And I just cut them loose right off the bat because I said, I'm, they're going to try to pull me down. I've been through it a couple of times, so I knew God was warning me. Friendship. Everybody wants somebody to be their friend. Everybody. I've been saved a very long time. I don't need a whole bunch of friends now. I got enough friends. Friends are going to be on most of the time one hand for you. If you get two hands full of friends, you're super blessed. I'm talking about real friends that's going to be with you through thick and through. And they're going to guide you the right way. They're going to pray you through. They're going to fast with you. They're going to call on God with you. They're going to pray along with you. They're going to seek things that's good for you. They're going to encourage you. and You're going to encourage them. That's good, friend. Amen. Friend. I got five friends on my, I have, I, I have five good friends. One passed away. I could call on, I was able to call on these people when I needed prayer and encouragement. I could pick up that phone anytime and call them. And I know, even when I wasn't feeling well, I pick up the phone and call and they'll pray me through. I got to pray them through sometimes. That's what friends are for. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 17 and 9. Proverbs 17 and 9. <clears throat> Listen to this. Proverbs 17 and 9 said, He that covereth a transgression, a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. I'll read it again. He that covers a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separated very friends. Think about that. People cover up sin for people because they seek and a love of friendship and acquaintanceship from people. Amen. They'll see what that person did and they'll read it right, right in the church. People cover up things and sinful, corrupt things that they see leaders do to get that respect from that person or get them a, 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 a give them a higher position and all kind of corrupt stuff. Seeking love. Covering up sin. That's not friendship. That's corruption. When you seek to cover up somebody's sin, the Bible said be not partakers of another man's sins. But yet, he that cover up then he's seeking love. So if I cover up the dirt that they did, they're going to love me more and they're going to be in my corner. That's not friendship, that's corruption. And you're going to give account for being partakers of another man's sins unnecessarily. A lot of people don't understand that you cannot be a partaker of another man's sin. And don't expect to face judgment. Look at the rest of that verse. 
But he that repeated the matter, separated, very frank. That's something to think about. Many friendships have ended. Yeah, I got another thought came to me. My pastor told me, told us a story one day during service about one of his sisters. His sister had this friend. Oh, they were super tight. <clears throat> they went everywhere together. Blah, 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 blah. So one day they went into the store. They went window shopping. And they seen this dress. And they both liked the dress. <clears throat> oh, yeah, if I get that dress in. And I was going to say, oh, yeah, if I get that dress, blah, blah, blah. So what happened? They didn't see each other for a bit. So his sister went and bought the dress. His sister went and bought the dress. And the friend seen her in it. That friend was so mad. How could you go out there and buy that dress without telling me? Oh, my gosh. She made a big issue about the dress. They fell out for life. They were best friends, tight, super ages for years and years and years over a dress. Their friendship ended. Their friendship ended over a dress because she bought the dress. Over a dress. So people think friendship only over and over money. It end over the dumbest stuff. Friendships end over some of the dumbest stuff. Friendship. Having friends. You got to be sure of the person you calling your friend. Everybody's not your friend. I don't know why I got to keep telling people that. Everybody's not your friend. Do you know the Bible said, be sure your sins will find you out? Everybody's not your friend. Everybody don't want to be your friend either. Everybody's not dying to be your friend. Everybody's not looking to be your friend. But you can force friendship and make a huge mess. That's why the scripture says, look at that verse. Look at that verse, verse 9 of Proverbs 17. It said, he that covers a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeated the matter separated very friends. He goes back and tells somebody else what the friend told him. As a pastor, if somebody comes to me and counsel for me and want me to counsel with me in confidence, I had to keep that to myself. But though, let me get that straight. <clears throat> you come telling me that you murdered somebody deliberately, raped some girl or some other nonsense deliberately, I'm going to turn you in. <laughs> I'm turning you in. I'm not being a partaker of your sins. It's regular stuff. Regular dumb stuff us humans do. You talk to me, I listen. I just robbed the bank a couple of weeks ago. Nobody know. I shot three people, killed them. I'm doing my confession, Pastor. <clears throat> I probably asked him, You did? Yeah. What bank? Uh, They'll tell me all the intel, and I'm a down 911. I got a bank robber that murdered people here. Come and confess on this crime. Come and get them. Somebody come to me. I raped a couple of girls. I want you to pray to God forgive me. Oh, no. Oh, no. You got to repent of your sin, and then you got to turn yourself in. Yeah. 
They don't want to do that. That's why a lot of criminals go to priests and do confession. Because they don't want to get right themselves. They don't want to go to God and repent of their sins and turn themselves in. Some have, but very few. Let's move on. But think about that before we move on. Whisperers, a repeat of, of you got whisperers that do damage to friendship. And then you got people that you tell something in confidence and they go back and tell somebody else. Of course, massive confusion. When I first started pastoring, I learned that the hard way. <clears throat> I had a conversation with a young brother about something with the church. Something, he was belonged to another church. When we were talking. By the time I got back to the church and we had a church meeting, uh, the church administrator was telling me off about something I didn't even know about. She told, she told me or called herself telling me off about it. And then she says one thing and it clicked and I talked to this guy. But however, what she was talking about, I didn't know nothing about, but she knew, she assumed that it was true, but I didn't know what she was talking about. Amen. I had no clue what she was talking about. She was accusing me of talking to some other people, telling some other stuff, and I didn't, I didn't even know who those people she was talking to about. That was even funnier, but that's how people are. Tailbearers, repeaters, whisperers, and we got plenty of them. Let's go on. <clears throat> Let's move on to Proverbs 18 and 24. If you notice, I'm heavily in the Proverbs today because that's telling you to stop being dumb and not understand what your friends are, what friendship is, and who they are, and who they're not. Proverbs 18, 24 says, Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man that have his friends, listen to this carefully, a man that have his friend must, did you hear what it says? Must show himself friendly, and there's a friend that's sick and closer than a brother. But let's go over the first part again. A man that have his friend must first show himself friendly. Now stop worrying about, I can't believe he's with those type of people. I can't believe she's running with those type of girls. She may or he may get self friendly with those type of people. <laughs> they don't want to tell the truth. Why don't people want to tell the truth? I can't believe they running with them. That girl is a whore and my daughter is running with her. She made herself friendly with the whore. My, my son, my son's not gay, but he's running with all those gay boys. What am I going to do? Your son made himself friendly with them. After a while, he's going to be doing what they doing. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. Friendship is something. It could be blessed up first. <clears throat> Friendship. It says, a man that have his friends. It's telling you right here the rules for friendship. You got to make yourself friendly in order for somebody to be your friend. Whether they're good people or bad people, you have to make yourself friendly to those people for them to be your friend. They say they're running with the wrong crowd, but they made themselves friendly. Amen. Those people that run out there and say, you my friend. Come on, let's go. Let her run after them and say, you my friend, let's go. Come on, we're going to rob a bank. No, you made yourself friendly to them when you seen them or had a conversation with them. And you made yourself friendly for them. Y'all had a connection. And y'all start working on that connection and you built a friendship. You went along with the crazy stuff they were doing. And they consistently did it and you consistently went on with it. 
Ain't no sense pretending. People say, oh, it was an accident. That's not an accident. Friendship is not an accident. It's work. It's nurturing. And it's built. Amen. Well, there's a good friendship or a bad friendship. That's how friendship works. People could lie to you and tell you anything they want about friendship, but that's how friendship works. In a ministry, I have thousands of acquaintances. Thousands. I can get on YouTube or Facebook, rather, also Facebook, and I can talk with pastors all over the world. They're acquaintances. They're not my friends. They're not my friends. Now, I have friends from church when I got saved that I fellowshiped with. You see, there's a difference. They're all around the country. Amen. But people I don't know. I keep telling y'all people about the fake friendship of somebody taking a picture. Oh, they, when, when I, they started, I think it started with Bill Clinton. When Bill Clinton was a, a, a president, uh, when, when he was president, they had a, a, a they, they made a statue of him, a cardboard a, 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 a statue of him, and you could stand by that picture and take a picture and make it like you know him. And that was a big thing back then. So I got a chance to go to Madame Rousseau. What is it, Madame Rousseau? Madame Rousseau. Madame Rousseau, we went to the museum. And I took pictures with Muhammad Ali, and I took pictures probably with whoever was in there that I liked. President, I took pictures President Obama. President Obama. I never met the guy. I took pictures with a whole lot of people. I stood up there with him. I even stood up with Muhammad Ali like that. All that. I'm looking good. Of course, if that was Muhammad Ali, I, I would have been wiped all over the floor. <laughs> if he was alive and in that state of the picture. But the whole story here is everybody's not your friend. No. I don't care how much you try to make people your friend. People will use you, but they know you want to be their friend. It's the same thing with love relationships. You have what they call one-sided love relationships. You would love with this person, but they don't love you at all. They're not even thinking about you. And the same thing with friendship. They know you want to be their friend, and they'll take you and use you like a wash rag. So hopefully one day you'll figure it out. So look at that verse again. <clears throat> a man that have a friend must first show himself friendly, and there's a friend that's sticking closer to the brother than the brother. Everybody said it's just Jesus. That's not really true. First of all, Jesus doesn't have to stick closer to you than a brother. He is the Lord and Savior, okay? He considered us brethren, number one. The Lord said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, that I will be with you to the end of the age. He don't stick closer to your brother. He never stick closer to your brother. Your brother can never, ever be as close as God can be to you. Amen. Did you hear that? Your brother can never be close to you as God and the Lord Jesus Christ can be to you. So everybody running around saying, that's Jesus. He stick closer to you than a brother. Who said brothers actually stick close to you? I have a, I, I have a brother. I, I had I got I had two brothers. I had two brothers. 
They did not sit close to me at all. Uh, one, both of them I always fought with. One on my father's side, one on my mother's side. Both are dead today. No, I didn't kill them. <laughs> but I fought with them all the time. My, my father threatened to kill me and my brother on his side because of what we were doing. <laughs> he wasn't having it. But we knew he meant business. If he said he was going to shoot us, he was really going to shoot us. He wasn't safe. Trust me, he wasn't. So we we had a, we had to act nice to each other while my father was around. But he was going to seriously kill us. He told us that from his own mouth. But my oldest brother on my mother's side, he was an old bully. And I, I stood on the step fighting, and my brother was almost seven feet tall. And I stood up on the step fighting with him. I, I don't know where I got that boldness from that day. Because my brother used to wash me in a wash rag. <laughs> I was a little puny kid. My brother would wash me in a wash rag. But I stood on that step fighting with my brother that died. No, I wasn't saved. I didn't know nothing about God. Not really. Definitely not the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a friend that you'll have in life that will stick closer to you than your natural brothers. Your natural sisters, there are people that will stick closer to you. But I'm going to tell you this. There is no friend, there is no brother that could be closer to you than God. Did you hear what I said? There is no friend, no brother that could be close to you as God can be. Because you don't want your brother or your bed friend sleeping in bed with you. You don't want your friend or your brother in the bathroom with you when something is wrong with you and you got to ask the Lord to come in and fix you right there. Huh? I'm just telling you the way it is. You read that scripture, read it what it says. There's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. God will always be closer than any friend. Oh, brother. But there's a friend you can have on this earth that sit closer than your own brothers do to you. And I have some of them. I have friends that will go out on a limb for me. Friendship. But one of the things that people make a mistake with is friendship with the world. They don't want to be friends with God. To be friends with God, you got to fix, get yourself in line with God's word. That's something you have to do. See, some friends accept you in your way. God don't work that way. He's got high standards. He wants the very best of you with King's kids. Let's move on. Let's go to John 15 and 4. Oh, excuse me, 15 and 14. John 15 and 14 says, listen to this. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. That's from the Lord himself. You are my friend if you do whatsoever I command you. And he's not going to command you to do nothing, nothing bad because he's not going to tell you what his father told him to tell you. Jesus said, I only do and say what I see and heard my father do. I don't do nothing. I'm not about myself. If my, if my testimony of me ain't true, 
that my testimony about myself, it ain't true. That's what the lies. But Jesus said something. Y'all want to be my friend? Do what I command you to do. He said, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say do. He said, be holy, for I am holy. I don't want to be holy. Y'all talking all that holy stuff. Y'all holy rollers. You just want to be a devil roller. Be one. See, you can't make nobody be saved. Oh, learn something about the living God. He does not force no himself on nobody. The Lord Jesus Christ does not force himself on, no, himself on nobody. The Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, does not force himself on anybody. It's whosoever will. And whosoever is willing to submit to what God's word say. And it's not bad to submit to what God's word say. Many blessings. One of the one of the reasons why a lot of people never receive nothing from God because they won't read God's word. That's why a lot of people don't receive blessings from God because they never take the time to read what God has to say. Like for instance, a lot of people, a lot of people run the services where they talk about blessings, 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 and you give this, God's gonna bless you. You do that, God's gonna bless you. But it's right in the word. God said, I'll bless you going in and I'll bless you going out. If you obey what I say. Okay, listen, Psalms 1. Psalms 1 actually tells the story. Okay? Let's look at Psalms 1 real quick. Psalms 1. Let's look at Psalms 1 real quick. I read this all the time, but I want you to I want to read it to you just from the scriptures. Psalms 1. Listen to this. Y'all talking about being blessed? Psalm 1 starts off with blessings. Did you hear me? Y'all running around looking for somebody to prophesy blessings to you? The Bible said in Psalm 1, blessed is the man. Do you hear that? Amen. Blessed is the man. Do you hear that? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. There you go. It says, blessed is the man. Did you hear that? And you're talking about you want to be blessed? He's telling you, if you do this, you're going to be blessed. You don't have to run to nobody prophesying blessings to you. Amen. Prosperity is telling you right there where your prosperity is. What's wrong with you people? It's telling you right in the song, boy, and get it. Blessed is the man. You're blessed when you do that. You're blessed. You receive blessings. But what y'all want to do, y'all want to run behind some preacher somewhere to prophesy blessing to you. God is going to bless to you. I see in the future God blessing you. That's how I feel about that. It's already written. It's written that thou shalt be blessed going in and thou shalt be blessed coming out if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and do all that he commands you to do this day. You're going to be blessed. Hmm. Little baby, you're going to be cursed. People talk about tithes. Listen to this. Preachers talk about tithes that God's going to curse you for not paying your tithe. You already cursed for disobeying God's word. You already cursed when it comes for disobeying God's word. 
No, they tell you go on curse you if you don't give them money. <laughs> You're supposed to pay your tithe or your offering. But the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. I, I, I don't beg nobody for money. I have to pay for to keep the TV broadcast on, on air. I got to pay for the podcast. I got to pay for the streaming service. Only thing that's free is YouTube and Twitter. So far, thank the Lord. I pay for everything else. Only even the converting service for the uh, podcast. I got to pay for that. I ask those that want to send a love offering. I offer and I send you to the website. Y'all can become a partner and help us support the ministry. I'm not going to beg you. You think I'm going to be up there begging, please, everybody, please, everybody, send me a dollar, send me five dollars. I ain't begging you for nothing. The Bible said, ask what you will and then be done. I ain't begging you for nothing because anyone in the word of God says to beg. It says, ask. The Bible said, you have not because you ask not. These prosperity scammer lies, they get up there begging you for money and promise you stuff. And they run around telling you God going to give everybody a hundredfold. They're lying to you. The Bible don't say he's giving everybody a hundredfold. He says some. I always tell the story about the hundred people in the church. Just imagine that, Sister Wells. There's a hundred people in the church, and everybody give a hundred dollars. The pastor, the preacher says, I'm gonna pray now that God will give every single one of you back a hundredfold. He's a false prophet. I said it from my own mouth. He's a false prophet. You don't want me to tell you why he's a false prophet? Because a real man of God know that God don't give everybody a hundredfold back. And God don't give everybody a hundred money back. Amen. <laughs> oh, just straight up. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, uh, Luke 15 and 6. We just about finished. Luke 15 and 6. <clears throat> Luke 15, excuse me, it's, yeah, Luke 15 and 6. And it reads as follows. Listen to this. Luke 15 and 6 is that when he when he when he cometh home, he calleth his friend and neighbor, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Let me read it again. But when he got when he and when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and his neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found one sheep which was lost. Isn't that something? Your sheep was lost. One of the members or one of the saved folk in the church. I'm not gonna say members. One of the saved folks in the church stumbled out, got tricked up and stuff. And you go up there and you minister, you see them and you bring them back into the fold. I'm not talking about into the building. I'm talking about into the body of Christ. And you call a saint, say, Sister so-and-so gave her life back to the Lord. Come on and rejoice and let's praise God together. Let's magnify God together. That's what you're going to do. You're not going to do one of these numbers. She's just nasty and unclean and wicked. She shall burn in hell. <laughs> you call all your friends and tell them, she's nasty and nasty, wicked girl. She won't even get right. She don't want to be right. Did you try to talk to her about the Lord? No, because she's wicked. <laughs> Let us rejoice that she's going to be lost. No. What you're going to do, you're going to strive to win that, that sheep back. And what you're going to do, you're going to call your friend to offer rejoice and give God praise that she came back home. Amen. That's what you're going to do. Friends. Friends, to lift you up in prayer. 
Lift that person up in prayer. You call, they're going to pray. The Bible said men ought to always pray and not faint, so we ought to pray. But not being repetition. We should pray until a change comes, but not being repetition. We need to worship God. We need to bless God for him to move in our behalf. That's interesting to think about, having God move in your behalf. Really interesting. Let's move on. Let's go to John 15 and 13. John 15 and 13. We just about finished. I want you to listen to the story. John 15 and 13 says. John 15 and 13 says. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friend. Listen to this one more time. Greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friend. Ah, that's another controversial issue. Everybody say that's only Jesus Christ. But this is the Lord saying this himself. Greater love hath no man that a man lay down his life for his friend. The Lord lay down his life for his friend and he took it up. There are many people, I want you to listen to this. There are many people that and have done this. They laid down their lives for their friends, but they could not take it back up. They could not resurrect themselves. And this is the difference with Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. He had the power to lay down his life and he had the power to raise it up again because God the Father gave it to him. <clears throat> Greater love than no man. That a man lay down his life for his friend. When Jesus Christ went to the cross, it was no mystery to him that he was dying for the people in the future. And that was present that would be his friend. Did you hear what I said? When Jesus died, when Jesus went to the cross, he knew that he would die for his future friend and his present friend. Amen. He was dying for the sins of the world, but he also was dying for his friends. Abraham was a friend of God. His friendship has always been important to God. Relationship has always been important to God. Relationship, relationship, friendship, all that's been important to God, always. The enemy just don't want you to know that. He wants you to think that God don't care. Listen to this. God doesn't care as long as you think he don't care because you don't think he cares. You don't think God cares, so you, you feel that he don't care. So you say, he don't care about me. I don't care about him. And God is trying to say, stop lying on me. God cares. He sees and he knows. But this is what we're going to do about it. Friends. A lot of us take the wrong friends and we get messed up and we lose our blessing. Some people lost many things. They lost their homes, their cars, jobs, businesses, all kinds of stuff over friends. Lost their family for following friends. I mean, it's something. Friendship will destroy you if you allow it. Friendship will lift you up and build you if you allow it. If there's one here today watching this broadcast, wherever you may be, hmm, 
You follow the wrong people, you're making the wrong friendship. Some girls wind up with babies, making wrong friendship. Following other friends and then getting hooked up with people that they should have never been with. Today is your day to get out of life. Today is the day to get right with God. Today is the day to come become God's friend. And let God be your friend. He's more than willing, are you? Bow your head and let's pray. Let's get right with God today. Let's get saved. Let's get right. Let's stay right with God. Now you to repeat after me. Lord Jesus. Come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life, my heart, my mind. Come into my life and my heart. Save me. From the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Become my Lord. I ask you to become my Lord. And my personal savior. I thank you for saving me and coming into my life today. I ask you to become my friend. And teach me what real friendship is. I thank you for dying on Calvary. And rising on the third day. And sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you for saving me right now. I thank you for saving those around me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, let me pray for you all. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to touch every little soul one more time. Break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life. Save, deliver, and continue to make free. We thank you for what you've done in their lives today in Jesus' name. Now listen, <clears throat> you can visit our website that I said, the Tabernacle Delivers, inc.org, and you can become a prayer partner, uh, uh, leave a prayer request, a testimony, or you can become a partner and help us with the ministry as well. All the information is on the website. Uh, uh, we have Bible study at 8, 815 on Wednesday night. Become a part and you'll enjoy yourself. And we look to see you again next Sunday at the same time. Be blessed. 515. Peace.